I didn't come up with the name. Um, my first five games in New York, I yeah. made people fall and get hurt. Oh. And the okay. paramedics would come out every game. <laughs> and then when I went home after the fifth game, one of my teammates called me in the middle of the night, like, yo, you keep hurting people, bro. I think your, your new nickname is Bone Collector. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome back to the Walter Pondo podcast. I'm your host, Sogod Pradhan. This is episode number seven. And I'm your host, Asis Dekal. And in today's episode, we'll be talking with Mr. Bone Collector, who was born in Texas and now lives in Southern California. So in this episode, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, how he earned his um, name and we're just going to talk about his life story and, and what are the things he's doing in the community as well. So with further ado, let's begin the episode. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of yeah, course. bro. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Um, so why don't you tell us about yourself? Like, what do you do now and where are you living and things like that? Well, right now I currently work for the NBA. I train um, their the players that are on uh, all their different respective teams. Yeah. <clears throat> I also train college and international players. I am currently working on Bone Collector Academy, which is a program that offers training, mentorship, and events in uh, local communities. Okay. And um, right now I reside in uh, Southern California. Wow, awesome. that's awesome, man. So, awesome. yeah, Asis told me that you, you do like uh, street basketball and you also coach NBA players. That's, that's really great. What, what made you want to, you know, get into all of that? Um, I, I really started to think about, you know, the way that the basketball game has evolved. And I wanted to kind of solidify something I could do for the culture yeah. besides being a, just a player. So mm-hmm. I figured mm-hmm. I know a lot of NBA players. You know, a lot of those players respect me and respect my skill level on, a, on their level. So what better way to combine the both than to show them different ways to, uh, you know, dribble a basketball, use combinations, use change of speed and change of directions. And I've had the privilege of working with guys like James Harden and the list goes on. Yeah. So God, didn't James Harden send you 20, uh, I don't know, a point two Bitcoin or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He sent me like <laughs> the Bitcoins on my cash app. <laughs> like right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bone, I want to ask you a question. Obviously, I played basketball, you know, growing up. Uh, basketball was something that I admire, right? So I played basketball for almost about like 10 to 11 years, and I still play basketball. Um, but, you know, playing basketball is not easy, right? Um, and obviously learning how to dribble. So when you're younger, like, how did you, you know, do your drills or – what are the things that you did to become better, you know, and craft the game, really? When I was younger, I just practiced every single day. Um, me and my father would go out and work on different ways to affect the game without the basketball mm-hmm. before I learned how to even, you know, do the moves and, you know, score the basketball. So the good thing about the way my father taught me is I learned how to play defense first. Okay. So it was, I, I knew where to be on the court, you know, to help my teammates all the time on, on defense. So offense, I use that same strategy. So I, I figured out a good way to help my teammates on offense by using my skill set. Mm-hmm. We practice every day. And even to this day, I make sure I get in the gym at least four times a week to work on different ways wow. to change and make my game better. That's, that's incredible. That's really good, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you're a really good basketball player. I, I looked through your Instagram and just researched a little bit about you and watched some of your videos. 
And uh, I assume that you've been doing this for a long time. How old were you when you, when you first got introduced to basketball? I was five years old when I first got introduced to it. Wow. Five years. Wow. That's a young age to uh, start a sport. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is obviously, Bone, every child dream is to be, you know, go to the NBA, you know, when they're young. You know, obviously mine was, I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, this basketball player growing up. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously I had the speed, I had, I had the handles, but I just didn't have the height, right? I just didn't have the strength. So mm-hmm. obviously I had to, I had to look uh, to, towards a different path. So was that your goal when you were younger? Um, did that, you know, change? What, when did that change, basically? Well, I'm, when I was younger, <clears throat> um, I didn't aspire to go to the NBA or do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my wow. father made sure that I was focused on everything that was going on in the world. In the, in the early 90s, it was a lot of racial tension as it is yes. now. Yes. And my father prepared me for that before anything. So wow. the B- NBA stuff was cool, but I knew that once I turned 18, I would have to face the world in a different way. So he prepared me for that. Um, the NBA stuff became intriguing to me once I left uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt like, you know, I couldn't make it to the NBA or any of that stuff. I just felt like I could, I was the trump card for the NBA guards. Basically, when I played street ball, I challenged all the top guards from Allen Iverson to everyone wow. because I felt like the basketball had a higher ceiling than just the NBA. And I didn't want to be rude to the NBA. I just wanted to challenge those players. Wow. So. That's where my motive became from more so trying to prove that you don't have to grow up and be somebody. You were born somebody. If you put the right work in, then you can compete on any level. So because I didn't go to college and all that stuff didn't matter because I got MVP in Rucker Park five years in a row. And I played, you know, to the highest of my ability and I left with some sort of legacy there. Definitely. Definitely. I definitely agree. That's awesome, man. One of the things that most people do is like they compare themselves to other people and like, you know, the mentality of telling them like, hey, I have to be just like him or I have to be just like uh, like James Harden or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, basically this podcast, we talk about entrepreneurship business and things like that. And I feel like sport is also an entrepreneur field. Uh, so what makes you want to what makes you want to like, you know, what makes you uh, keep uh, doing what you're doing, uh, you know, motivates you on whatever you're doing right now, what's, what's that one thing that, you know, pushes you forward towards your goals or dreams right now? The one driving force for me is, yeah. it's an, and it's a combination of things. It requires me to be, um, to keep myself up to a certain standard. In order to support the community, I have to support them in a different way. It's not about, you know, being flashy or, you know, showing them how much uh, income I make. And so it keeps me accountable for who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. It's my first driving factor. And then number two, I have two growing sons who are learning a lot in the world. So they keep me motivated. I have to always be on point for them. And then thirdly, uh, being that I've grown, I've grown up in LA and I've seen conflict on all levels from all minorities and, and so on and so forth. I think that it was bigger for me to solidify my name uh, as a basketball athlete than, and make it bigger than just being a player. And the way I can do that is to get into those communities and talk to those kids when the basketball is not there. You know, what happens when they go home? Right. What happens when you when you don't make a team? What happens when you don't go to college? What happens when you don't, when you have to get a job? What happens when you, 
you know, when your life changes, I want to be, you know, because I had those mentors as a child. So I wanted to be that as well for the people who are, you know, lacking in those areas. And uh, lastly, I think that athletes, because you can shoot a basketball or you can rap or you can sing, does not give you the right to, you know, speak on things that are in the world that are dangerous because, you know, your, your skill set doesn't determine your intelligence. And what I wanted to do was explain to the kids that um, the social media outlets are set up in actuality to keep you in a position of stagnant uh, complacency. So mm -hmm. you see a highlight on, you know, Instagram. And so it makes you want to just put out a highlight, but a basketball game is played for, you know, 40 minutes or so. Yeah. So can you compete for 40 minutes or are you ready to do a, you know, show a nice layup or highlight? And yeah. that's what I think that yeah. drives me even more because our culture of sports, even though it's gaining on an athletic level, there's a skill set that is not being gained because of the technology that and the things we're forced to be a part of nowadays. So Dang. with those things combined, I try to keep all those things in a nice balance. And, and then it motivates me to make sure everything is done correctly. And I'm respecting people all the way around the board. And it keeps me driving too, as far as a basketball player, because I get better every, every time I get to train and work with the kids. Definitely. So one of the questions that I want to ask you, Bone, is that you mentioned that you're going to open uh, Bone Academy, right? So what is your like goal for that academy? Like, as you said, as you talked about, you know, racial justice, as you, as you talked about, uh, you know, these other factors that play, play, play along when a child is growing up, you know, and obviously if a child doesn't make a high school basketball team, right? So is your goal for Bone Academy, you know, to train those kids where, you know, and obviously teach them a life lesson as well, like you mentioned. So can you talk about a little bit, a little bit about that? Yeah, so the academy will be set up in two different ways. It'll be set up as an event-driven out, outreach program. So we mm -hmm. create different events and invite vendors to come out and sell their products at these events and okay. kind of get a community situation. But also the company is very adamant on sending kids and giving them the opportunity to attend schools that they mm -hmm. normally wouldn't be able to. So our nonprofit organization is working on setting up scholarships, wow. funding and things that will support these kids in all their endeavors. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the Bone Collector Academy would be more of like a workshop for kids to come a second home for them to come in and, and grow and learn and possibly create a new future for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we plan on opening our first gym in China, in Guangzhou. I'm wow. working on some people, yeah, some people here. Uh, the reason why we chose that area is because the basketball culture in China is uh, extreme and they don't really see what is called authentic basketball culture. Definitely. They either have to watch it on TV or download it, or they don't really see the people there. So. I think that'll affect that economy a lot. Me having my own gym in a city um, that is very popular and known for sports. And the expansion will continue throughout the United States. We'll also hit Guam and the Philippines wow. and try to keep these programs running. And, you know, just to keep the communities, you know, that love the sport and give them an opportunity to, you know, reach different levels and, and get different exposure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I really like that. That's really awesome that, you know, you're expanding to other countries, not just the United States. Do you have like a whole team in China that's like helping you set up and things like that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Shout out to David and his team. They got they got everything set up for me, working on all my channels and everything. Wow. That's yeah. really great. Man. Definitely. Like just, you know, when I first came across your page, you know, obviously I think I was a freshman in high school. 
Mm-hmm. And I look through that. I look through how I'm like, whoa, oh, mm, this is this is crafty. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I was just, I used to just get so inspired, you know, and I used to go do like your move, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the moves I used to go do it, mm-hmm. and I used to like really craft sometimes into that, you know. And yeah. I learned a lot from you. Like I, I can definitely say that because as a basketball player looking up to you with, with all the crossovers you did, it really got it really gave me a new aspect, you know. Of, of mm-hmm. oh, you could do this and really drive and, and you know, make a basket, right? Or step back yeah. and shoot, you know? So I really appreciate you that. You know, I really appreciate, I appreciate you for that. that. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to say I admire you, you know, as uh, of who you are and just the things that you have done to, to, to the community, the basketball community, and, and just the community in general is, means, means a lot. Um, uh, thank and you for that. Of appreciate course, that a lot. Yeah. And one of the questions that I want to ask you is that, uh, so how was like, you know, obviously you mentioned that, you know, your father, uh, you know, taught you like the, the important aspect of li- life, right. Of, of, of a human should learn. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, the, the negative side to that is that there's always someone who bullies you when you're growing up, because I have that, or there's always, there's always someone who, you know, faces, you know, poverty, like, which I did as a, as a child, did that like motivate you too? Because I think that plays a big role of who you are as a person. Personally, me, it played a big role. So did that mm-hmm. play a big role for you as well when you're growing up? Yeah. Can you repeat the question? You were oh, cutting yeah. out a bit. Oh, so, so sorry. So what I what I was saying was obviously when I came from Nepal, right? Growing as an ethnic minority in the refugee camp, I faced poverty and then lack of resources, right? And you yeah. mentioned that your 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 props taught you a lot of good things about you know injustice. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I get you. And the negative side to that is that yes there's there's good days but there's also bad days but did that bad day said oh you know what i'm gonna quit what i'm doing you know i'm gonna go do this because you know that it made me feel like that when i was younger did that happen to you yeah it happened to me in high school <clears throat> every day in high school because um i grew up in a time where you had to walk to school and walk home and you had to do all these things there was no cell phones and so on and so forth um i would just remember and this memory is sticks in my head just because it showed me the difference between drive and being cool. So my friends were all cool. My friends were, you know, a couple of my friends were driving and, you know, they had the little, you know, the little party, you know, guys with them, you know, the, the scene was set. And so they, they ride home every day from school and, you know, they make a big scene. They let the top down. They, you know, wave to the people, wave to the people at school, the girls at school, the guys at school, so on and so forth. And I would always remember because I didn't drive and I didn't even couldn't afford a bus pass at the time, wow. I would walk. And it's a lot of blocks, you know, it's not too bad, about a 30 minute walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because I had my basketball, that time would be cut down to 15 because I'm shaking up the whole world on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just remember as I would take these trips, I remember people pointing at me like, he doesn't, he doesn't have this or he doesn't have that. He wow. has to motivate himself and hurry up and get home with that basketball because he doesn't have a car. He don't have a bus pass. And I just remember I had a choice to make. I, yeah. I had money that I would, you know, work for on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Now I could either buy, I had made about a hundred bucks and I could either buy a bus pass. Mm-hmm. And at the time there were these things called strength shoes. They were like big soles in the front of your shoe and they kept you on your tiptoes and they were 99 99 and the bus pass was the same price. <laughs> I chose to buy the shrimp shoes, obviously. And yeah. now I'm on the way to school working on my calves and dribbling the basketball. So I felt like I was winning twice. Yeah. And because yeah. of that, and I didn't know at the time, there was a lot of ridicule and being poor or not having whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel that. 
and it, of course it motivated me because like I knew for a fact, as my father taught me, you don't have to you know, grow up and be somebody, you were born somebody. So I was just doing what he taught me to put the work in. Uh-huh. And then now years later, those friends, they call me and they say, wow, my kids tell me they, they just saw a video of somebody named the phone collector and this guy's handles are ridiculous. Wow. And they say, well, I know why. When we were in high school, we would drive up the street and eat our little sandwiches in front of them. And he would be walking with his basketball and dribbling up the block and he never stopped. And so, yeah. you know, for a message for kids, you know, being cool is, is, is a trend. Um, but when those trends go away, who are you for real? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you have signs yeah. that drives you? Do yeah. people, can people tell that by not even hearing you speak? Well, if you put enough work in, just like all things, you walk around and you see a guy that's an athlete, you can tell he's an athlete by his demeanor, by Definitely. how he's running, what he's doing, how he's training. And that goes all the way around. So it made me more of a scholar as well, mentally, because I realized that people are stuck on their, their visual and optical uh, pleasures. And mm-hmm. if it's not internal and nothing that you can feel, then you start to replace that with things that are unnecessary, substance abuse, uh, you know, females, alcohol, clubs, yeah. Yeah. clothes. You can replace anything with the things that are lacking in your life. But that motivation is something that these kids know nowadays, I really appreciate because they don't tell me it, they show me it by saying, well, why aren't you in the NBA draft? Or you should be on this team. Or well, I wanna see you play Kyrie Irving, or I wanna see you do this. And yeah. that shows me right there that that motivation and drive I had all those years ago, still burning because the kids wanna see me perform still. You know, if it was over and it was a situation where they just wanted to see me, you know, mentor the situation but they know my skill set is still high and that's because i never stopped so to answer your question that motivation is endless and it never will stop i don't think definitely i love that i I love what you said i really like what you said there um bone you know i feel like we're all in like on the same page when we're in like high school or middle school everyone used to get we used to get bullied too like you know because we didn't have enough food or clothes money we were were poor just like you know just like Mm -hmm. you and back there back then and everyone used to make fun of fun of us, you know. And I always, me myself, I always wanted to be like another person, like my friend, you know, who had a nice shoes, nice clothes. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of basketball uh, back then, mm-hmm. but you know, with the trends and stuff, I always used to like, you know, tell myself, hey, you know, I want to buy those kind of clothes and shoes. But now that I think about it, I don't think that was really necessary. Um, and I really, really like what you said, you know, with that motivation, you don't have to be some, you don't have to be like someone else. You can be yourself and, you know, see yourself, uh, becoming who you want to become in life. And, you know, you can still achieve your goals without comparing yourself to another person or becoming like another person and trends are not here to stay, you know, trends, they disappear in, mm-hmm. in a short period of time. So it's not like that's necessary for you to build your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I also, I also believe that, you know, same with entrepreneurship, right? It's business, uh, as you go into business, right? Basketball is all about learning a skill. Building a body is all about learning a skill. And business is all about learning the skill of business, right? Um, a lot of young generations in today's, uh, in today's generation, you know, they want to they become an entrepreneur and they want, you know, this much money in their bank account, that, mon- that much money in their bank account. But the one thing that, that connects me uh, to your uh, to, sorry to my a statement as what you said bone is that the the purpose right the the habit that you said the habit and the discipline that you said was okay you know i'm gonna make a decision today of either buying a bus pass or i'm gonna buy a shoes you cho- you went with the sh- uh, shoes 
where that shoes literally trained you so hard and it, it gave you this kind of discipline where you know you're at a position where now you're training other people to be great at basketball and and i feel like people who watches our podcast you know whether you know it's for inspiration whether it's for business same thing applies to you know what what i what i just said you know and in life or either way if you're learning a skill so you know i the reason why i brought this up is because oftentimes you know we as human we like we forget the we forget the struggle we want to you know achieve we want to do a fast track and go to the success first and i don't think that's that's the proper way to really you know motivate yourself mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah yeah man any, go ahead, yeah. i want to ask an important question man. how did you come up with the with the name bone collector it's a really cool name i didn't i never i didn't come up with the name um my first five games in new york i yeah. made people fall and get hurt Oh, and the okay. paramedics would come out every game. And then when I went home after the fifth game, one of my teammates called me in the middle of the night, like, yo, you keep hurting people, bro. I think their nick- your new nickname is Bone Collector. <laughs> I never, I didn't come up with the name. Um, my first five games in New York, I yeah. made people fall and get hurt. Oh, and the okay. paramedics would come out every game. <laughs> and then when I went home after the fifth game, one of my teammates called me in the middle of the night, like, yo, you keep hurting people, bro. I think your nickname, your new nickname is Bone Collector. <laughs> Someone falls, so I've been playing for since I was five, and wow. I'm now forty-one. So do the math. It's, I lost count. I can't count because it's too many. <laughs> yeah, I lost count. Lost yes. count. Yeah. So and all. So I have a question for you. So obviously, like you know, I want to talk about. Uh, like how you're going to move forward, obviously. Right. So with, 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 with the bone Academy, so you mentioned that, you know, you're going to open one in Philippines, you're going to open one in one in uh, 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 China. Why not us yet? Huh? Why, why not us? It, it will open in the U S but the market in the U S is very easy. And okay. during the pandemic, um, the regulations are a lot easier here. So it'll take us more mm. time strategically to build those gyms there. So we have to start sooner then later Ooh, okay so so the process is it'll take 12 months to 24 months to build a gym in the states if and if we go international mm-hmm. it'll take between uh 12 to 36 months um to build a gym and get all the regulations so we just figured strategically my company and i wanted to make sure that we covered all those bases first mm-hmm. and then uh if we did it that way we'd already have you know content gyms and relationships built already before we even decide to build things in LA. So that way we uh-huh. even have a sort of a dry run to know what we want our gym to look like in LA. So definitely. that's why we decided. Definitely. And how much, how much funds are you planning on uh, putting up for the, for the place in China and other places? Huh? Do, you, do you have an estimate of how much money you're planning to spend? Uh, yeah, but I'm not allowed to discuss that. Oh, you're not? Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's just say it's cheaper. Uh, the real estate is cheaper than LA. <laughs> way cheaper yeah 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 yeah. yeah. LA, so, yeah. yeah. do you have anything so got um i mean like what kind of advice would you give to like a new you know new, new newcomers that are looking to get into basketball or just in any fields you know that are that are lacking motivation or uh people that you know don't have anyone to guide or mentor them mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give to those kind of people i would I would tell anybody who's looking to pursue sports or entrepreneurship or anything business related, or even in your everyday life, mm-hmm. uh, just learning how to build better relationships with people. I would say the first thing 
um, and it worked for me is you need to have a calm and a chaos. You know, you need to have two different places in your mind so you can regulate the things that you or you, you intake. And I always call it a calm and a quiet, a chaos and a quiet. Um, what I use for that is I, I'm a character illustrator and an artist. So I set time aside that has, and I do things that have absolutely nothing to do with my profession. So when I come back to it, I'm always fresh and I'm not, you know, sometimes when you work and you overwork, you can get kind of bogged down with your work and you don't want that feeling of something you love. So I like to kind of balance out the two. And so I would say advice, you know, make sure you have something that you can do in your life that takes you away from your profession that's calming and relaxing because there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of mind energy that goes into being an entrepreneur or an athlete. And then number two, if you plan on doing any of those things, please study your craft, um, study the things that it takes to, to, to become an athlete, entrepreneur, uh, business mogul, uh, better friend, whatever it takes, study those things because just like anything, if you do, if you don't do the, you know, homework, you get bad grades. So Definitely. if you don't practice and think about the things that it takes, for instance, as an athlete, you know, athletes, they sleep, eat and drink things that we know the average human being doesn't drink and yeah. eat. Yeah. So if you plan on competing on that level, you should find out and research those things. And number two, although, I mean, number three, although social media is very uh, prominent in our lifestyle, you become, I think the best way to put that is become your own social media, mm. you know, remove the mirror and the, the FaceTime and the Instagram post and the Twitters and the Snapchat, remove all of that and start doing those things for yourself. Feel as if you're already getting those likes, you know, you know, you post something you want to, you know, a certain amount of likes, it makes you feel some kind of way. Definitely. So why not feel that way without the likes, you know? Mm. So now you have your own motivation. So when you get up in the morning for me, per se, when I get up in the morning, I won't post a video of what I do in the morning, but if I did, I'm pretty sure to get a lot of views and it consists of four different types of training exercises and two different ball handling workouts every morning. Um, it's not something to brag about. It's just something that gives me my own likes. Now I have my own. That is my post for the day, for the morning. I don't need to show the world. I'm showing myself. And as long as I'm enjoying it and I'm happy with it, then I like it. Then I won't need that approval. And then when I, you know, and so those are the things I would say, you know, to anybody who's looking to, you know, motivate themselves to become a professional or anything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. I really like what you said there, you know, be your own social media because when you when you want to pay your rent, not not another person is not going to pay you rent. You have to pay your rent yourself. So uh, you have to depend on yourself. You know, you can't depend on another person to help you through your life and things like that. And yeah, man, uh, we know with any field, even business, sports, uh, entrepreneurship, you know, the more practice you have, the better you get. Uh, I want to ask you, like, how much time do you spend, you know, getting better at what you're doing now? How much time do you, do you take to practice your, your art right now? Five times a week. Five times I practice five times a week. Yep. That's so great. Yeah. In, in between, do you train NBA players and, and stuff like that to high school players? Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And so do you mind sharing your morning schedule? Because, you know, you said, you, you said, um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how would you would feel like. Is that is that something that you can talk about? 
Um, it's not really necessary. It's just the, the point being, and then I obviously don't want to go into detail because okay. it's very intricate, but okay. the, you know, the point of speaking of that story is to, uh, to, you know, to motivate those who are tuning in and, and trying to figure out the process. If you want to be good at something, mm-hmm. so no one has to like it, you Definitely. only have to like it. Oh, that's the point. Oh, it's all about what you want and what you aspire to do. And regardless of if you get zero likes and you're, you know, jumping like John Moran, and you, you know, you know, flying all over the place, Duncan, do you need anybody to actually like that? Or is it just not, it should be in you naturally Definitely. to feel like you are giving your own approval. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what you said there is good. Like, you know, obviously like the main reason of this podcast too, is that, I mean, we're not aiming for like, we're not like, you know, we're not that, that, that'll come later. Long as, me and my host, obviously, you know, so God, long as we believe in this mission of providing value to, to people who, who are in need, uh, I think that's, that's what matters the most. And, and if we can inspire and then by bringing in guests, if that can inspire the youth, I think that's the biggest aspect of life, you know, because that's going to really help, um, you know, people, you know, come from a zero level to at least move their foot to the right path and, what you said there just made me want to say that as well. So I have, a, I have a question for you, Bone. Um, I know you gave a lot of advices, but, you know, what kind of advices would you give uh, young youth or anyone who's uh, watching this podcast, you know, in life and in just being great? If, if someone is not believing in themselves, what kind of things can they do to move towards that path of believing in themselves and then really you know, if they want to start a business, boom, they can start a business. If they want to play basketball, if they want to play any sports, what can they do to start from the zero level to now? And I know you said really great things, but, you know. Um, yeah, I would say just come up with a, a blueprint for what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, don't spit all things. You know, you can talk all day. You and your friends can discuss a million ideas, but put it on paper Definitely. and execute. The way the best way to get anything done is to, you know, set it, set it to where you have time to execute it. So, Definitely. you know, I would say just set a good, nice game plan and, you know, make sure that you're with the right people that want to help you execute these things. And I'm pretty sure um, as all things work, if you keep executing long enough, things will turn around in your, your favor. Definitely. So, God. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, what he said was really good. And, you know, writing down can definitely help out. And having a, a wide range of goals can also help out uh, push you forward. Um, other than that, I don't really have any other questions for you, but I really, really like what everything you said, you know, um, we can kind of relate to because where we come from, we're like, we didn't have anything we were poor to and people didn't use like us, but, you know, we pushed forward. We, that we use that as a motivation to get where we are right now. And this is the whole reason for our podcast. We want to provide values and teach them the things that we have learned um, to, mm-hmm. you know, help them achieve the things that they want to achieve. And um, that's why, you know, we're trying to bring guests like you yourself to provide values and give them your knowledge. So thank you so much for, you know, coming here and Definitely. giving us your uh, knowledge. We really appreciate it. Um, other than that, I don't really have any questions. What about you, Asis? I, I, I really don't have any questions. What you said was really awesome. Like, honestly, I feel like it's going to inspire a lot of people, you know, in, in, in society of, you know, wherever they come from. Obviously, you know, me and Sogoth come from a background of poverty, lack of resources. You know, we're from Nepal, you know, and obviously we're refugee when we came here. And so being able to, you know, do this and just do other things in life, you know, and just means the world to me. And, and 
getting to talk to you, uh, you know, is is one of a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Well, and thank you guys for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. This has been great. Yeah, I hope thank to meet you. you someday, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to close it out. So, yeah. So right. thank you everyone for watching Wealth Entrepreneur uh, Podcast. Uh, this was episode seven. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, and visit our other social media platform as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, and then do you want to, uh, you know, shout out your your social media? Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, do you want to go do that for us? Thank you guys for having me. The podcast has been amazing. If you guys want to check me out, you can always follow me on Instagram at Bone Collector 6 and check me out on YouTube at Bone Collector Unlimited. Um, Bone Collector Academy will be uh, stopping in Seattle. April 22nd through the 24th to, to kick off our camps and tours. So hopefully I can see some, some of you guys there if you're in the area and Definitely. God bless you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for coming, brother. We really Thank appreciate you. it.